My guest today is Stephanie Shannon. She is a retired sergeant and the founding CEO of Michigan Women Veterans Empowerment, a former homeless service connected disabled U.S. Army veteran, entrepreneur, consultant, inspirational speaker, and veterans advocate. Also, she's an author of a number one Amazon bestseller, Battling the Storm Within. And she also authored a book called Our Voices United Women Veterans Anthology Book. And she's a pastor that operates the Battling the Storm Within Ministries. Wow, what a packed introduction. Welcome, Stephanie. Well, thank you for having me. It's truly an honor. You're welcome. Thank you for serving our country and thank you for joining me today. So, Stephanie, what trauma did you experience? Um, what I experienced was I served in the military. I joined back um, when they had the commercials, Be All You Can Be, uh, in the Army, kind of uh, going around. And they had this big pitch about you can join the military and get your education, travel the world. And I, I was drawn to that. I had an associate's degree in fashion merchandising, but I was looking for more college education support. And I also wanted to uh, travel the world. So I decided to join the military. Um, I served in, um, 1990, 91 desert storm Gulf war. And yes, during that time I had joined, um, the army. Uh, I signed up as what they call an 88 Mike. That's the job code. And it's actually a transportation specialist. And yes, you, um, you hot, you hot. Well, when we were activated um, in ninety ninety one to the Desert Storm War, uh, we had Patriots, Amos, and missiles. Very, very tough job. Very hard job. Um, we were stationed in Saudi Arabia, Demand Port. Um, really worked hard. Um, we were there were very few women back then that were in the military. Wow. In my unit, per se, we had about five hundred people in the camp, and we only had sixteen women. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely a culture shock. Not what right. I thought. I thought because uh, Uncle Sam said join, you know, that it was safe mm-hmm. for women. But at the time I was serving, I was constantly sexually harassed, uh, was sexually, uh, I would say, violated, um, disrespected, mm-hmm. um, constantly um, experiencing violations from my leaders and also other male veterans that I was serving with. So at the time, I didn't know that's what I was experiencing. A term that the VA has now is called MST, military sexual trauma. It's unwanted, unsolicited uh, harassment, sexual advances, cat calls, you know, all type of violations in the sexual area. And at that time, I I didn't know that's what it was. And I just kind of try to brush it off. Uh, I made sure that I was away from those people as much as possible. Mm-hmm. There was no place for reporting the, the situation. I had two other friends that experienced sexual assault and rape in the military, and there, there was nothing done. There was no um, place to go to say, hey, I was violated and you know I need justice. So the things I was experiencing, I took it as first, I tried to rationalize it as it was normal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just what men do when they don't have partners or access to sexual activities. I just felt that's what it was, but actually it wasn't. So um, the trauma I experienced in the military, um, when I got back, 
after eight months of service in very, very harsh conditions was like 110 degrees during the day and 60 degrees at night. Okay. And they didn't have accommodations for women. We didn't have our own toilets. We had to just kind of, you know, uh, I would say live as the guys did. So the environment was very hostile Mm. and very difficult for me to navigate, but I survived. So I felt as if I made it back home, I'll be okay. Right. Wow. What a... What an experience. I can only imagine the hurt and pain pain that you endured, but God still prevailed in your situation. And uh, I thank you for being transparent. But um, yeah, that's that just that just I know that was a traumatic experience for you. And so I'm sorry that you had to go through that as well. But I know God has blessed you since that experience. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more down the road in our conversation. So how did your divorce affect you and your son? When I got back from the States, um, I was estranged from my family, period. Um, I wasn't the same. I really didn't know that I had a psychological wound, what they call Mm. uh, PTSD. I call it an invisible wound. And so I didn't trust people. I had trust issues. Um, I didn't feel safe. So um, often when you are violated or traumatized and you don't get the help, in which I did go to the VA and ask for help, and they told me nothing was wrong with me and they denied the support. There was no mental health treatment. There was no women's clinic or any support for sexual assault survivors. So I was really struggling by myself. And um, a lot wow. of times when you experience that trauma, it affects your self-esteem and your outlook on life. So I happened to meet a man that, you know, proposed and professed to be my protector and didn't work out as that. So I ended up divorcing him. And um, it really affected uh, my son in a way because it wasn't his father, but the way I was treated um, by that man. Um, It affected us because um, my son saw me experience domestic violence. Um, You know, I would say a lot of women, we don't think about emotional and mental domestic violence. We just think the physical. So it was a very difficult time in my life. Um, Getting out of that marriage was basically... (laughs) Uh, free get out a free card. It was the blessing right. for me. So even wow. though I was wounded from that, um, I really had to. I, I promised my son that I wouldn't get into another relationship because he was uh, also uh, abused in that relationship too. Wow. And I promised him. I said I would never do that again. I'm going to do what I have to do to um, make myself better, so that you can have a better life. So I actually experienced being a homeless veteran um, because I went through a divorce. Um, I worked as a social worker for the state of Michigan and my doctor took me off on stress leave. And she said, you can't go back to that line of work um, because I burned myself out. So um, it was a very difficult time in our life, but actually me becoming a homeless veteran was the rock bottom I needed because uh, I entered into the Ann Arbor VA homeless veteran program and I was able to get therapy and the medical help and all the stuff that I've been, you know, taking care of everybody else. I was finally able to take care of Stephanie. And that's where my book came from, uh, Battle in the Storm Within. It talks about my journey of living 20 years undiagnosed with PTSD and the golf war illness and how it impacted my life wow. and how I overcame it through faith. Right, and- right, right. So, so to me, uh, I know I'm divorcee as myself as well, uh, but I know divorce stings and sometimes we may not understand what God is up to, but he always has our best interests at heart. But that being said, I believe he values, he values us so much that 
he definitely has to close doors on relationships that are not good for us or fruitful for our lives. And for you to share so much trauma and experience that, you know, the traumatic experiences that you experience, even through a divorce on someone that you love dearly and they end up mistreating you. And that's, it's awesome though, that God gave you like a wake up call to say, this is not right for me and my son. I, I know God has his best for me. Would you agree with that? I agree. You know, yeah. um, he, he works in mysterious ways. And I think that's mm-hmm. what um, most I speak on faith is because God knows all he even knows what's in someone's heart. And what he did reveal to me was that about that marriage, I didn't pray. I didn't pray enough and wait for the answer. If I would have waited and, uh, and really sought God, I would have been able to see the character in this man. Now, that but, is so key. Prayer is very, is very much so key in any relationship, anything in our lives. And so I'm so glad that God revealed that to you uh, later on that, hey, you didn't pray. Because with me, I've made mistakes, too, in the past as well. And I didn't pray. But at this point in my life. I'm praying about everything. I don't care yes. if it's a job move. I don't care if yes. it's going to an event and someone invites me to something or speak somewhere or, hey, can you do can you do an interview with me? Whatever it is, I'm always saying, okay, God, is this for me? And he would reveal it to you if you just trust him and be a little patient. Yes, he will. And sometimes we don't want the answer. A lot of times we, no. I believe, uh, hurt people hurt people. Yes. And I believe yes. you attract what you are. And Uh at the time I was bleeding, I was wounded, you know, I was looking for support and Uh safety. And so I attracted, you know, like a wolf. He could sniff my blood. You know, he he knew I was damaged. He knew I would tell him. And um, he knew I didn't have the support. So often uh, what they do is they target women when you're not whole and become this. You become the next victim if you don't set boundaries and take care of yourself. Exactly. And then we're vulnerable as well. And then being a single single parent, that attracts a lot of people that we're going to want in our lives as well. Being a single parent and they kind of pounce on that and and just try to, you know, I guess, uh, continue to, um, you know, to smooth talk you, sweet talk, oh, yeah. you, say all the right things in the beginning. And then all of a sudden down the road, there's the mistreatment and the abuse. And like you say, you went through emotional and mental abuse, but that's a real thing. It really is. Yes, it is. Not just the domestic side of it, but the mental and emotional abuse. That's, that's really something to deal with. So I commend you for sharing your story and uh, just God's continued blessings over your life. So let's just move on. How did you, how did God heal you and restore you from being suicidal, which stemmed from mental health, which is the PSTD? Um, well, most of the stuff that I experienced um, is because if you don't receive the intervention, um, post-traumatic stress disorder can happen mm-hmm. with any situation. You can get in a car accident and, and after what they consider chronic is after six months, you don't recover. So anytime you experience a traumatic experience or some a major loss, getting therapy, mental health treatment, uh, seeing a psychiatrist, things like that is healthy because when I first experienced it, I went to the church and they told me that I didn't need a counselor because the Holy Spirit was my counselor. And oh, I wow. talked, oh yeah, I didn't get the support. You know, and I go up for prayer to slap oil on my head, which I don't knock that, but that's all I was getting. I wasn't getting the deep, you know, love and healing and unconditional uh, support because a lot of times um, I would say in the church world or even just in the black community, we taboo mental health. 
um, right. mental illness. It's not our problem. We're strong. You know, we got to push through it. And, right. you know, and a lot of times we push through things and it ends up breaking us. Um, so it was quite a, a experience for me to go to people I thought that was supposed to support me. Um, the church is supposed to be a hospital and it wasn't for me. Um, so, so I want to ask something else. How did that make you feel when no one uh, did not believe you? How did that make you feel? That that had a lot to do with my trauma. That's why I was more depressed and suicidal because I was like, why am I here? And I used to question God. Um, I used to wake up with this pain in my heart and I just kept saying, where is this from? When are you going to heal me? You know, is this my plight in life? You know, and it was just this wound and I, I couldn't really explain it. And and I should just question him and wonder. Right. I was like, sometimes are you tormenting me? And uh, why do I'm waking mm-hmm. up to this state of being where I'm not even enjoying life anymore? Um, the suicide thing, and especially when you bring it up, um, a lot of people are very uncomfortable with it. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's a topic where, oh, my God, I didn't know. Well, if you provide a platform for people to talk to you without, right. uh, I would say, judging, the, um, judging. Judgeability and judging you. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they you'll tell people and they'll say it, it's going to be confidential. Next thing you know, everybody knows what you shared. Wow. And that's something that we need to provide to others is safety. If I'm going to disclose things to you, um, it needs to be some level of safety here and trust. And, and that's why I struggled so long is because everywhere I reached out to, um, it just wasn't what I needed and it wasn't the support I needed. So I became a prayer warrior. You know, I just felt like if God allowed this to happen to me, that he had an answer. And him giving me my son was the source of me living because I knew if I was to take my life, that I would pass the pain onto my son. And I knew no one would take care of him like I would. So he was like the tool for me to keep getting up every day. Some days I just had enough strength to get up to get him to school. And that was it. Well, you know, wow. I'm so I'm so glad that God intervened and because I got mm-hmm. tears in my eyes, you know, that you didn't take your life and he intervened in your situation and he just, you know, started the healing process with you. But the, the great news is that you had the therapy to begin the healing process because therapy is key, is the very, very key to issues of life, especially traumatic situations. And you're right. I believe sometimes that we do feel like because we're Christians and we're saved, we can press through with God, but God put people on earth with certain yes. uh, occupations to help us out. I mean, there's spiritual counselors, there's psychotherapists, camp, I mean, th- psychotherapists and an array of different people from all walks of life that we can seek for guidance as well. So healing takes place when we trust God in the process and focus on him instead of the circumstances. And this may not be prevalent like in the beginning, but at some point we learn as time go on that we get, get past it and we began to realize that God was with us always, even in our issues and our traumatic experiences. So kudos to you for going through the process, even when the doors were turned, I'm sorry, the doors were closed or whether the case that you just kept pressing forward with your faith, with your you know faith foundation, with Christ and your prayer. And you knew your son deserved better. You didn't want him to go down the same road if you did take your life. So kudos to you for all of that. I commend you. Please share details of your nonprofits, uh, Battling the Storm Within Ministry and Michigan Women's uh, Veterans Empowerment. How do you assist others? Well, um, I started the uh, ministry. The Lord told me to start Michigan Women Veterans Empowerment. Um, That's a faith-based nonprofit organization, and we empower all veterans, service members, and the youth in the eight dimensions of wellness. 
And often sometimes when we think of wellness, we just think financial or uh, things like that. But it's several areas that we need to be healthy and well in. So um, the Lord told me to start it. And I did not want to start a nonprofit because it was a lot of work. He told me it wasn't about you. He said, it's not about you. He said, um, I told God, I would promise if he would take this pain away, that um, I will help heal others. And he said he wanted me to heal wounded warriors. So just the fact about the suicide statistics, 22 veterans commit suicide every day. So knowing that 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 high statistic and getting phone calls from people all across the nation, um, I knew I had to do more. So I started the nonprofit and I started with doing events, empowerment events, and I would have professionals come in and provide the resources. Uh, We haven't done anything in a couple of years because of the pandemic. So um, I also have a signature program called Dirt Therapy. It's um, it's an agriculture, agribusiness program for veterans and youth. Okay. And I started that back in 2017. Um, Well, actually, the Lord told me to start a garden. And and so I started that and I found out so much healing was in it. Um, There's actual microbes and antidepressants in the soil. And so um, being out in the sunlight, you know. It got me back out here and wanting to live. So those programs, and we also have Michigan Youth Marine Corps program that we're going to be launching this year to empower um, at-risk youth. We're out here in Flint right now where the water crisis is. Oh, wow. And most of the youth experience uh, poisoning from the lead. So um, 50% are special education and they have some cognitive uh, disabilities. And we also have some youth we work specifically with children of incarcerated parents. So we target very special needs population and try to bring life and love to them. So the work we've been doing out here has been, I can say, very rewarding. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if it's just one person, knowing that, you know, they were empowered. I really have been enjoying the um, God empowering me and giving me what I need to be able to serve others. Well, that's great. Seems like you are making a huge impact on the veterans, on the youth and all your many programs that you're involved in. And seems like down the road, there's more to come. So, again, I congratulate you on that. But why do you have so much passion for assisting fellow veterans? Why is that so important and dear to you? Because no one was there for me. If I had one sister veteran, one person that was, I would say, healthy enough or that got it. So a lot of times when you're a veteran, most people don't they don't can't relate. You know, we kind of different. We had a different experience. So I noticed that um, when I talk or share stuff and people would just stare at me kind of like, oh, but I noticed that when I talk to other sister veterans or male veterans, it's like an automatic click. Oh, I get it. You know, I, oh, I've been through that too. So it's my passion is that I don't want any other person to suffer like I did. Um, even if someone just took a phone call from me or just directed me to the right services, telling me what I can do without me having to going through all the red tape. Um, it's very difficult to navigate the VA um, service uh, system. It's very difficult and overwhelming. So um, I feel like it's my obligation to reach back and pay it forward because God empowered me to give me strength to be able to help others. And that is so true. I feel it, like you said, uh, it, you're relatable. It's relatable because you've been through some of the same things as, as the other fellow veterans. And then you said it was rewarding because when we do God's work, to me, when I serve him, or even with the podcast, it's very rewarding because I'm, I'm doing what he asked me to do. And then if I just reach one person, like you said, that I'm OK with that. 
And again, kudos to you for what you're doing and uh, having a passion to serve and help others. And again, you're just making a huge impact. So what uh, how has your effects uh, efforts, I'm sorry, changed the lives of veterans? And what is the one issue that's coming coming among the veterans? Is there one particular issue? Yeah, I've had different people tell me, you know, your book has really helped me or the conferences or the resources they got. So I've had a lot of positive things like that. Um, I will say one of the main issues, again, is um, access to the resources and, and, and having a safe place. Um, I don't believe we really have a strong presence in the community. So that's another reason why I started the organization was to um, establish a place for us. Um, I tell them all the time, I said, you just need to sometimes just take a seat and sit at the table. Wow. And I love that. That's what I did. I, I created the space. So it's definitely important that we know that we can empower ourselves. Uh, first, we have to, I would say, do self-care. Self-care is not selfish. It's self-preservation. Right. And there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself. It doesn't make you narcissistic or anything. It's right, just, right. you know, it's good for you, you know. So um, I encourage others to do that. And that's what I've been doing, really just loving on myself. And then I'm able to love on others. Well, I love that. So what I got out of it was having a safe place, uh, self-care therapy, of course, we know is, is key. And then trusting God, I would say on my end through the process, because I believe that God took everything that you had dealt with. He recycled it and then he's using it for his good and for his glory today. So it's like you came out squeaky clean because uh, the enemy tried to distort you to take oh, your yeah. life and do all this negative, put all these negative thoughts in your mind. Doors were closed on you. You know, you were turned away, but still you persevered and you kept going because you knew you had to do, you wanted to be an example for your son. And that is such a triumphant, triumphant story. You know, being a single parent and going through divorce and going through all these changes, but you were in the army. And again, I just commend you for all that. So God, uh, to me, is still you utilizing you for his people and uh, thank you for sharing your journey of triumph and reminding us that we can overcome any challenges because God is always with us and anything through God is possible. Please share your social media platforms and your website. Yes, yes, yes. Um, my, um, I'm on Facebook, Michigan Women Veterans Empowerment. Um, we're on Twitter at uh, MIWVE and also at Battling Storms. The website is Empower. MIWomenVets.com, Twitter, I mean, uh, Instagram, Michigan Women Veterans Empowerment. And I'm also on LinkedIn under author Stephanie Shannon. Okay, author Stephanie Shannon. Thank you so much today. This has been a pleasure. And I just appreciate you agreeing to speak with me today and being transparent. I appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome.